Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today, I am here to announce that Canada is investing $4.9 billion dollars over the next six years to modernize our continental defenses and to protect Canadians from new and emerging threats. And we're back. Do you feel safer now? That is our defense minister announcing this $4.9 billion to modernize NORAD. We had a lot of clues. As we know, Russia has been darting across a little bit close to our, our space. Plus, when the Summit of the Americas was recently in L.A., the defense minister and the prime minister going down the facility that directs NORAD there and really making a show of offering support to NORAD. What does this mean? Is this necessary for Canada, especially now as we look at this revitalization in NATO And here we have a big boost to NORAD. Rob Hubert is joining us, Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Calgary and Senior Fellow at the Macdonald-Laurier Institute. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, Arlene. NORAD is another one of those institutions that Canadians take for granted, but we have had a lot of clues that Canada was seeking to boost NORAD up. Is this enough, $4.9 No, it doesn't come anywhere close. I mean, the good news is we're finally doing something. Uh, this government has been promising to modernize NORAD uh, since it well, since it had its defense policy back in 2017. We haven't really done anything from that point on, but the, that is in any capacity responding to some of the international threats. But the introduction of the radar systems, uh, the over-the-horizon radars that are going to be put in, a couple of other systems that are going to be put in, these are all necessary investments. Uh, Do they go far enough? Well, no, but they are a start. Now, Russia and the new threat of Russia was brought up and these hypersonic missiles the we know that NORAD needed a facelift and needed this boost, but it is fair to say that there are increased tensions and threats from around the world. We have the situation with Russia and Ukraine and the revitalization of NATO. And when we talk about the threats to Russia in our space, Rob, how are they increasing and how much is this going to help? Well, if we're going to talk increase, we also have to, we can't lose sight of the fact that in the longer term, we are expecting to see similar types of threats coming from China and possibly North Korea in terms of nuclear weapons. So she talked about Russia and focused on on Russia as if somehow the threat just emerged in February of, um, of 2022. But what we have been seeing is two trends that we have to defend against. The first one, of course, is we're seeing the increasing willingness of authoritarian states, such as Russia, to use military force to, to, to change borders. They've done it in Georgia. They've done it in Ukraine. We expect to see China probably doing it with Taiwan in the future. 
So that's the first problem. The second part of the problem is since about 2002, 2003, it follows pretty closely after Putin seizes power, takes power. We also see the Russians developing new delivery systems that aren't at the root of what they're talking about right now. So when she gets up and talks about hypersonics, these are weapon systems that have been in development for at least the last 10 years. You don't, you don't, don't say hocus pocus, there is a, you know, now I need a hypersonic. Now, hypersonics are only about one of about five or six weapon systems that the Russians have been developing for their nuclear weapons. And that is really what NORAD ultimately in the longer term has to be able to respond to. As you mentioned as well, North Korea has made no secret of this. The world is a menacing place, and it appears the one thing that has uh, that the minister was reacting to is the fact that we see that Russia is prepared to act. Well, not only are they prepared to act, they've been telling us this. I mean, the one thing, of course, that's a little bit disingenuous about this government is they keep telling us that the world changed in February 2022. I mean, keep in mind, the war in Ukraine started in March of 2014. That's when they invaded eastern Ukraine and, and Crimea. And I don't, you know, you can call it an annexation if you want, but that's when the war starts. Nevertheless, um, what the ultimate reason of why we're doing everything that we're doing and why we will need to do more is that ultimately you have to convince these authoritarian states that have these new weapon systems that can be used to engage with nuclear weapons, as Putin has been threatening to do, is that ultimately you will be able to detect them and you will be able to respond. That is what all of this modernization that everybody has been doing. And when I say everybody, I mean all of the Nordic countries, including the Finns and Swedes and all of our allies in NATO, the Americans, even Little Iceland has been, uh, has been active since about 2017, 2018. And so basically you want to show that you can detect them. And hypersonics, of course, are the problem right now because as General Van Herk, who's in charge of the American NORTHCOM and ultimately the head of NORAD, has stated, we can't detect them. And so this is what this new system is immediately responding but she hasn't said anything about the underwater threat that is devi- uh, developing. The Russians have a, a torpedo system that can carry nuclear weapons that can probably, it's called the uh, Poseidon, it probably can have ranges in the thousands of kilometers and, uh, and quite frankly, is able to go to speeds, make it very hard to respond to. Um, there are... There's also a ballistic cruise missile, uh, the Avgard system. It's not, a, it's not a cruise missile. It's launched by a ballistic missile and it comes back in. That is going to have to be responded to as well. Has Canada been asleep at the wheel on this? And Canada perhaps is not alone, but all these things have been reported on for some time, as you say, even before the Liberals came to power. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost criminal because we are the weak link. Um, even the Finns and Swedes, after the, the Ukrainian war started in 2014, very quietly, what the Finns and Swedes did is they, they, they signed these statements of intent with the Americans that then allowed the Americans to operate their most advanced fighters and bombers from Finnish and Swedish bases. They've signed further agreements. Norway, uh, Norway is a part of, of NATO, but they always were a little hesitant about letting the Americans really use their bases because they didn't really want to antagonize the Russians more than they had to. 
All that has changed. They are now even retrofitting some of their bases, let's say, for up in Tromps, to be able to allow American nuclear-powered attack subs to come in. So we go right across the board in terms of the Nordic countries, Sweden, Finland, Norway, um, Denmark, uh, Iceland even, and the United Kingdom on the maritime side, and all of them have started preparing around 2016 really for this realization that the Russian threat has come back. Now, we're the only country that keeps talking about talking. I mean, once again, we go back to the, the liberals are very, you know, she keeps talking about a strong, secure, engaged, and we, we, we are going to spend this $40 billion or $20 billion. I'm always getting mixed up on which number she's pulling out. Um, all of that is anticipatory. It's None of it is, is actual funds in that context. And even though in strong, secure, and engaged, this is 2017 when all of our allies are recognizing the renewed threat, no funds were provided for, no meaningful funds were provided to NORAD for modernization. And to make it even worse, you know when the last time that we updated the radar systems? 1985. Yeah. And the aircraft that are utilized to ultimately enforce, uh, recognize that one of her promises today, and I say promises because I'm waiting to see if the money's actually spent, but one of the promises of the five sets of promises she's made was for a new missile that is presumably is going to be able to take out a hypersonic. Well, it you know, okay, fine, that's great that you're buying a bullet, but you need the gun for the bullet, and the and, and the gun is the aircraft. You know, she was on the photo op. If you if you watch the video, she's standing in front of a CF-18. That's our fighter. You know how old the CF-18 is? Forty years. Try to picture the Ameri- or the British fighting the Battle of Britain with a aircraft that was from World War One, and that's only 20 years. So you can imagine, you know, let's see if she's actually going to follow through with all of these, the, the, these statements that she says we're going to do. Rob, you know, the, the feeling that Canada's denial and for many and for many years, Canada has been in denial. We've had the big, bad, protective the United States of America. And then there was a worry that um, a former president may not even be supportive of NATO. We took it for granted here. But the time of denial, the shades the, have fallen from our eyes here. I mean, as we look at to see, Russia is willing to take action. All these missiles, and some of them that you're talking about, have been on the lips of military analysts for some time, that we were, as you say, a weak link. Is that denial time over? I hope so, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And you know what's worse? You raised Trump. Oh my God, I'm watching the primaries right now. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen in uh, before November, and who knows what will happen in two years' time. But the fact that a person that almost, you know, that Basically, it's been pretty shown led an insurrection may, in fact, be the Republican candidate come yeah. uh, come two years, you know, and you just you shake, shake your head and say the whole idea that the Americans will always be there to protect us is, is, is a problem. Is I mean, if, if we got a moment, yeah. the other thing to to uh, take note from mm-hmm. her speech is that she said that we're going to have an integrated missile system and she had General Ayers go on. But very specifically, when asked by a member of the media, are we going to reverse that, that political decision we made not to participate with, uh, mis- uh, with ballistic missile defense? She said, no, I don't understand. How do you have an integrated defense against missiles? And not participate it, with the United oh, States. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
when you can shoot down the, the hypersonics, but you're going to let the ballistic missiles come in? I mean, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense to me. It is. You know, it can be the cause of unweary sleepless nights for when you realize all this. And it's very true. And most Canadians, when they're watching this announcement, may say, good on you. That's great. You know, Canada reacting to changing world events. But there's been a lot of disturbing things. And as you say, I mean, we look to America to protect us. They may take a different turn, Rob. The Russians are talking about fighting nuclear war again. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't terrify you, I don't know what does. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, I'd like to thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> okay. My pleasure, Arlene. <laughs> try, to, try to end on an up, up note there. Rob Hubert, who is Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Calgary and a Senior Fellow at the McDonnell-Laurier Institute. It's true. We cannot live in denial. I'm Arlene Bynum. This is On Point.